What's up, friends? Today I'm talking to Elijah Dirks. This episode was recorded in a strange way for me, meaning I didn't do the live show. So this was at least a year and a half ago. Uh, today's May 11th, 2021. So this was 2019. And Elijah just came to the studio at the time and we just kind of chopped it up. He's kind of a, a lifestyle-based entrepreneur. He does a lot of photography, videography, and I saw him from a location tag on Instagram, and I liked his work, and so just thought, let's try something new. And I wanted to post it earlier. Obviously, I'm getting caught up with these podcasts to begin with, so... I don't know that it could have been any faster anyways, but I actually recorded this one in a different way for the first time because we didn't do Facebook Live. I couldn't just pull the audio from Facebook, so um, I recorded it live, and I really only recorded on my microphone, so kind of... uh, a bummer, but I think I fixed the audio enough to where it's valuable. And um, yeah, I think we had a, a good conversation. I think it'll be interesting for Elijah himself and his followers to kind of look back and see where his mindset was at at the time. This, we mentioned toward the end, a uh, meme, the Storm Area 51 meme. So that, that'll kind of key you into the, the timing of this. But Without further ado, Elijah Dirks. Five, four, three. What's up, friends? What's up, friends? We're back. But why not? But why not? Elijah Dirks, everybody. I am just, I'm not going to number any of it. This is the But Why Not show. Welcome. Thanks for coming. Um, the reason I had you on here is we really want to have conversations with Wisconsin-based um, cool people. And it doesn't have to be Wisconsin-based, but people that have a connection to Wisconsin. So, um, you know, Packers, Brewers aren't out of the equation. But uh, but welcome. And why don't you kind of explain to me what uh, what you do Sure. Well, first off, thank you for having me on the podcast, man. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate it. Uh, it's, a, it's an honor. Thank you. Basically, so kind of what my whole uh, track is, I'm a content creator, vlogger, and influencer. Uh, mm-hmm. I specialize in lifestyle vlogging and lifestyle photography uh, with an emphasis on out, uh, like outdoor adventure, kind of almost travel. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, do a lot of like brand work with like, multiple different like companies, especially like tech, that kind of stuff. And I have a clothing line as well coming out. Uh, for a second release. It's like uh, first week of August, right? Yeah, our first second week, week of August is kind of when we start hitting the ground running with, I'm on season three now on my vlogs. This is the third year. We start season four, well, we actually call it, so it's verse four. Uh, okay. Starts August 26th. That'll be the big release date. We got a whole new video and a whole new style of content coming out. We have a whole schedule and consistent dates, kind of something that we've been working towards for a while. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a process. It's kind of crazy, too, because you're 20, yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm 25, and we've been doing this. You've been doing this 
slightly longer than me, like maybe anywhere between one and six months longer than me. So it's kind of funny um, to see how that progresses. But that's really like, that's it, man. I mean, um, for me, it was like uh, right at the beginning, I put out, I think I put out maybe, because video is my wheelhouse as well. And we put out maybe 12 videos, 12 to 20 in the first year. And then the second year was like, something like that it was like way more yeah and then um this year we're like we're on pace to just keep going and i know what you mean too about getting more organized so you're taking your vlog and your content from like um a couple of like pillar content things right like you have you have your lifestyle stuff your daily stuff and then now you're really making it like you know what to expect from us with the exception of I'm sure some fun projects and stuff that you do yeah exactly I guess it was always like everything trial and error right Mm -hmm. so I guess I started out my sophomore year discovering it all right like Mm -hmm. I spent my sophomore through senior year really just like learning about photography and videography Mm -hmm. so I guess starting way back when I was younger even I I grew up in like a dark room my grandfather was a photographer for uh, Milwaukee so I grew up literally shooting film like as a super young and I guess always just developed that like need to tell a story. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, DSLR and stuff, I started getting into that sophomore year, really, really dove into it. Mm-hmm. Um, my kind of my senior year of high school, to the point where I was taking it you know, like significantly more serious. Is like this is I think something I I need to pursue as like mm-hmm. a career, right? Yeah. And then once I guess I left Green Bay after I graduated, and I traveled for about two months just doing content. All I did was content. I'd mm-hmm. save up, and I was like, I'm gonna take two months. I'm where, nothing but just go places. Where'd you go? I went to Europe. I went to seven different countries in Europe. Then I went to Mexico afterwards, Canada for a little while when I came back. I guess in total it was more like three months, mm-hmm. but it was two months in Europe. Did that, did that run off of like a high school job you had or like how'd you make that work? So what I did is I did it the most bare bone, nice. ingenuitively creative way possible. I was working a part-time job as a waiter at Mandarin Garden in Green Bay, Wisconsin, right across from the mall. And I saved up enough for a new camera, the, the one I currently have, I was able nice. to get brand new off of Craigslist. That, that is a miracle. Yeah. Me. So that was that was huge in my career, that, that tiny thing that yeah. it was just huge financially, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was able to make enough money to pay for a ticket and give myself $800 left over. Wow. And I was like, okay, I have a round, I have a round ticket and no, uh, or like a mm-hmm. round, you know, You'll get home. Yeah, I yeah. Get home. <laughs> But I didn't have to set a date. I just had to set the date at minimum two weeks ahead of when I needed to leave. Okay. I wanted to leave. So I, I was basically in tickets to 800 bucks, see how far I can go with it. Yeah. Um, I would talk to a few companies, was able to get a couple brand deals while I was going over there just to take pictures of their stuff. So they would just like cover you know, small expenses that gave me a portion of cash plus the gear. Uh, Robin Blue was one of them. They were a huge, my first client, now they're my biggest client over the years now. This is when you were a senior in high this school? This when I was senior in high school, yeah. This is when I kind of officially started like a, an LLC or like my brand, I mm-hmm. guess. But I wasn't taking it to the level I am now as far as like... Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you were, you just didn't know how yet. Yeah, I didn't know, yeah, that's true. That's a better way of putting it. Yeah, yeah that's how I, that's, I mean, that's how I felt about my progression. Yeah. Yeah. Learn. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's actually, a, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. Well, you were headed down the path. Like, you kicked the ball down the road, and, like, you just had to, like, get it above it a hill. Well, we're still kicking it up the hill. Oh, yeah. Right? I'm definitely kicking it 
really hard up that hill. Yeah. Let's just hope this hill's not too much harder or too much higher. <laughs> no, it, yeah. it'll keep going. Um, there'll be more hills and, you know. Well, that's the point, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I guess once I did that... Uh, so, so let me ask you, just... Um, so were you just like cold messaging these people that yeah. set up these like deals and and just offering your services at like a discount to yeah. like really get in the door that's exactly what i did and nice. i cold messaged emailed instagram dm facebook message mm-hmm. and then i even went around in downtown green bay and pier and i walked into every single mm-hmm. every single every single <laughs> storefront yeah. that i thought resonated with my brand mm-hmm. and i tried to get it and i tried to sit down with them and pitch my pitch that's cool. My very first foot in the door for it was in De Pere when uh, Infidelity Sandwich Shop was in. Okay. Uh, I literally just walked in one day and I was like, I'd like to speak to the owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had just a bunch of generic pictures of New York all over their walls that yeah. were like you could have bought them, uh, you know, yeah. or right? And Shut I walked in and I was like, if I come in and do a small like promotional video for you guys mm-hmm. and I take a dozen pictures that I give you, will you let me hang my photos in here and advertise them here and sell them out of here? Mm-hmm. And they were like, done. Yeah. And that's all it took, you know, and then after that, man, that got the ball rolling, right? Then mm-hmm. that build, that whole street, I ended up doing four other businesses there because they, they saw me and they all were connected. Right. Then I got in the small business circuit. Then I started doing things for companies in Green Bay and, and mm-hmm. especially downtown Green Bay, things like that. Then I- Which, which downtown more, Green Bay? Uh, like by, uh, so I had done some stuff with the Euro place, uh, mm-hmm. Week Euro. Yep, I know you're talking about. Did some work for Nectar, although my, I've cut ties with that whole brand completely now, just to uh, put that on, re- on yeah, record. Yeah, I saw that. Um, did some more stuff with the theater, a few like events. I photographed oh, nice. and was brought on to vlog uh, like my personality for the uh, film festival two years in a row there that they throw for the, the youth film festival. Cool. And Didn't I kind of know was about like that. The door. That's like where I started, right? And I just used that small little ball of momentum to mm-hmm. kind of roll with it. So, like when I was in Europe, the way I made eight hundred dollars stretch two months was, I had one friend in Germany that I was able to crash there for a little mm, while, save money, which was nice. Yeah, save mm-hmm. some money. And then I had a friend in Spain that I had made over the years just from foreign exchange students and whatnot. And I was able to stay in Spain for two weeks there. Was he an exchange student or, or her at your high school or something? Actually, or? he was uh, an exchange student for like a summer experience. They still call exchange students like legally, I guess, like for their visa. But yeah, he came over just to experience like a summer, like how the U.S. is and work on his uh, English. And he stayed with me and our family. And I, cool. I went there to like visit him, I guess. Where did he work? Did he work at like the Dells or something? There's no, like, he, a, there's no, a lot of those he programs. Actually, he was just, uh, that was back when we were sophomores oh so he just he he didn't work he just just lived there yeah he just lived with us um cool but then what we did also uh what i did mostly is i stayed Mm -hmm. in hostels or i I slept on benches or Mm -hmm. i slept in airports Um, yeah i tried to get flights that were that would when i wanted to go somewhere that flew at night yeah i could sleep on the airplane yeah um but what i started doing a lot of is at hostels i would show like what i had for instagram following or i'd show Mm -hmm. photos Mm -hmm. and stuff and i'd be like hey if you let me stay here for free tonight i will give you 10 photos Mm -hmm. professionally done and shut you out of my instagram sweet for a majority of places that's that was a selling point because it's you know it's five euros 10 euros 12 euros but that adds up yeah for the 800 look when you're chipping away at 800 yeah exactly yeah so how long did it last Two months. Last me, well, it lasted me exactly one month and like 
26 days. Okay. Yeah. Um, was that, was there like a goal or was it literally, we'll see what happens? See how long I can go. I knew I wanted to for sure make it over a month. Mm-hmm. So I, my goal was at least a month, mm-hmm. you know, cause Europe is definitely, it's like Europe and then the U S are the most expensive countries to travel to. Right. Right. So I wasn't expecting much. Mm-hmm. I guess I was fortunate knowing Sam and stuff, but those were only like short portions of time. You know, I was really, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, it wasn't luxurious, mm-hmm. but I saw as much as I could and had incredible, incredible time. And I guess that's where I really developed my love for that, like storytelling aspect yeah. as far as videography goes. And I just kind of hit the ground running from there. Uh, Sweet. Blogged and everything. Yeah. How, uh, like how formative was that experience to you? You think it, Entirely. yeah. Everything. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be even more so like as you grow. That's awesome. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. I was going to just. <coughs> what the fuck was I going to say? Yeah, I was just going to ask you. Um, Yeah. Formative experiences. Yeah, formative high school. I was gonna say, um, were drawn to the storytelling aspect. Um, like were you were you drawn to that in like class projects or like through the classes you t- chose to take in high school? Like No. No lie, I have never been a school person. Mm-hmm. I was the kid in class that I think every teacher dreaded having. Okay. I just I couldn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. I, I I guess doctors say you suffer. I had really bad ADHD, mm-hmm. bad, you know, quotes. Sure. I think it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> going, right? Yeah. But I just, school settings just wasn't for me. And that, mm-hmm. not to diss on anyone, like school is great for a lot of individuals. It's awesome. But for mm-hmm. me, it wasn't my, uh, my place, right? Mm-hmm. But what I guess school gave me is it gave me that perspective that, of like the drive mm-hmm. to go for what I want and figure out a way to make my, what, Figure out a way to do what I love doing and what I would do if it didn't matter about the money, if I didn't get paid. Mm-hmm. Figure out a way to get paid for it. Right. And I, storytelling was developed in me very young from like my grandfather mm. and my mother, I think, is, is where I really developed that like desire and that love for the story, right? Do they tell some engaging stories? Always. Always. Yeah. yeah. That's you know, cool. I mean, the, the stories I heard from and both my grandfathers, to be honest, my mom and dad's like, I just. That's cool. And I loved like the reaction of people. Like I loved how you can share a real story, an authentic experience, mm-hmm. and, and you can tell when it's truly authentic, right? For and sure. Stuck in the audience or whoever's listening, and it's just like that sharing of a piece of yourself or your soul or something you experienced, mm-hmm. or even a story of someone else's that you're just able to tell and the privilege to tell it. Yeah. It's such an honor to me that it's it's worth everything. I agree completely. We're uh, we're cut from the same cloth in that regard. Um, yeah, literally. <laughs> well, so this all started. It was going to be an app. Like, I'm Pat. So, I, same thing, cut from the same cloth with the travel aspect. Um, a lot of people from Wisconsin are very content, very content yeah. people. Um, and I think that comes from, like, um, the, it, where it's a very family based uh, culture around here mm-hmm. and it's very conservative. And then, there's like also like enough it's not like the most wealthy place but it's like everyone everyone here is it, there's enough yeah enough for everybody it's comfortable exactly and um yeah so much so much 
Yeah, so I went to Arizona my freshman year of college. As I was kind of explaining, your sophomore year in high school was my freshman year in college. That was like discovering um, just that shit wasn't as it seemed for me. Like the universe wasn't as like cut and dry as I thought it was, you know. And that came from like like zeitgeist or like like conspiracies and documentaries and uh, books and just like, you know, just stuff that was like made you question shit you oh know there's so much out there yeah so um i went to arizona to visit my cousin one summer and uh and basically like their culture was way different i mean one they're like right next to california and they always say california everything from california or the coast takes like five years to get in to like you know wisconsin but yeah right yeah so um but yeah we they would like let's just go play soccer let's like for them it's let's go smoke a joint and play soccer let's Mm -hmm. just go to the trampoline park and here it was like what do you want to do i don't know and then all of a sudden everyone's scrolling in their phone or watching netflix and what is that with green bay yeah it's Everywhere I've been, no one ever does that. Like, if you're in a social situation, like, I went through Europe and a bunch of them, be, like, all over the States, yep. Canada, you never do that. No. It's, it's mind-blowing. It's, it's, like, it's very insulated. And, like, so that's, that's why I started Venture Wisconsin. I'm, like, there's a lot to do here. And, like, the it's, like, it's crazy that there is so much to do here because there's so many people not doing it. And it's so hidden. Right. Like, I, I even saw one of your posts earlier where you just discovered a thing on the Manitowoc River. And I, yeah. I discovered that, too, from you. Yeah. It's like, that's why this, your platform here is a brilliant idea for this area. And I think it really is something you filled a niche that is in such desperate, like, need of, right? Right. Right, for this area. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you on, like, let's do more. Let's learn more. Comfort's the enemy. Like, I mean... Yeah, I mean, people should just be happy in general. Like happiness is, I, I like the happiness as the ROI, but man, I don't think I don't think comfortable people are happy as a majority. I would say it's probably like eighty twenty. Like twenty percent of comfortable people are truly happy, and like eighty percent probably aren't scratching an itch that they need to be scratching. For sure, which um, cycles me back to kind of. Um, like, where do you want to take your stuff? Like what, because, and, and I, I asked this question, I feel like it's important, um, because you're doing so many different things and like, you're so young and I know you're learning I, cause I'm figuring shit out. I know you're figuring shit out. Um, like what, like what is your dream life at 20 at least? So I guess, yeah, I mean, that's. First off, that's a great question, right? That's something everyone needs to take serious amounts of time and mental like thought and like alone to really develop what you, you, the end goal is, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess for me, that end goal has always been to be able to tell the world my story, right? Mm-hmm. Or the stories of others that have impacted in my life. So I want to basically describe what I see, where I am, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm in the best way and try, I'm trying to get people that for experiences they couldn't themselves ever get to for whatever reason or something mm-hmm. and then I can share that with them mm-hmm. and give them like the feeling that they're there right cool and I really want to I guess end goal is just be able to 
tell my story and not have to worry about, you know, the mortgage. Or, you know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. have to worry about the small little things. Just to be able to tell yeah. a story. Right? So it sounds like to be able to build a life around, yeah, around the ability to reach people mm-hmm. first and foremost and to like leverage leverage your like this continuous story to make it make it enjoyable and make it something that's to be beheld i guess and then um yeah and then on top of it not be chained to too many things yeah exactly it's just i really want to i guess yeah i guess exactly what you're saying yeah yeah no that's okay (laughs) That's dope. I feel like that's like the new wave. And I have like, I come from a like super conservative background and I'm very in the middle. Like I'm very, I tried it. Like I'm pretty conservative, like monetarily, but I'm, I'm very liberal in like my thought process, like my idea, like my ideas, I guess. Um, And I'm always like, I think something will come of these like thoughts eventually, like once, you know, you got to like figure out one piece at a time. But, um, I'm always conflicted. Like, like, will this new wave last forever? Like it's for sure never going anywhere. Um, unless like we get fucked over and someone like some government or something takes the internet away or like limits it in some way, like for sure the new waves here, but will it be, so easily accessible forever you know what i mean because like right now it's like the opportunity is crazy which is why i'm so happy that like you started when you were like 16 15 maybe even you know because now you're 20 and like you at least have a base and a framework that like might not be but really it is like we were talking about this earlier you were saying like um like we're entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. like in every like to the 10th degree i think you said and uh it's so true because it's literally just the ideas of entrepreneurship that like um that are being so openly talked about now on the internet and if you can actually adopt the true ideas and not just like not just think you're an entrepreneur but if you can actually like learn the things that <laughs> that leverage leverage resources or information to create value like that europe thing if the whole world took a shit you could still do that europe thing yeah you learn how at the baseline like hey um i'm not asking for much and i'm gonna like over provide value for you in exchange for existing like that can't be taken away so no matter what like if you can figure that shit out which is basically how to execute you're golden Yeah. It's also like taking it, I guess, entrepreneur always, I mean, I get, yeah, like we are entrepreneurs, right? But Mm -hmm. for some reason, I don't know why, but I just never like say that word always. I just say creative content, you know, because I'm more about like creativity, finding those ways, right? I I love this problem solving Mm -hmm. in a sense different than a math problem, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah. Are you, are you a math guy? Um, only when it comes to a dollar sign. (laughs) Sure. Um, so out of the aspects of the things you do, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like kind of agency work, lifestyle, like personal vlogging and, and um, content creation, and then 
like a little bit of design or like the the like fashion aspect what's your favorite of the three like what inspires you the most i guess like definitely the the uh content creation as far mm-hmm. as like the videos and the photo work right mm-hmm. and i guess as far as like what you're saying with like client based stuff mm-hmm. my client based stuff is not necessarily like well i do here and there some products that are like some really small like little like side jobs like mm-hmm. that that aren't really associated with my name 90% of my work and like eventually 100% of it will mm-hmm. be solely like brand deals and work okay. with vlogging so like my personality my brand is my name mm-hmm. under the LLC of First Studios right mm-hmm. so I think out of everything that inspires me the most is definitely like what I said earlier the, the contemplation the videos that kind of stuff and especially when I get to work with brands that I resonate with and, I'm, and that I, they have the same message that I tell to my audience mm-hmm. you know and also the interaction with my audience, really anyone, when you have an audience, your interaction must be like true, it must be mm-hmm. genuine, right? You have to have honesty with them. Like tell them how it is. Like don't, you know, hide stuff. Like whenever something bad or whatever comes out, you know, I don't let it come out. I say it right away, mm-hmm. I have, you know, thing. Or I don't try to lie or use clickbait, you know? I, mm-hmm. I try to really be genuine all the time. Mm-hmm. And while I think that stunts growth in the beginning, when you don't use clickbait, you don't do that, you know, super heavy trend following when your brand doesn't relate to it. It stunts it maybe a little in the beginning. But like I say always, man, if you have a thousand followers that are engaged, they listen to you and they care about what you say, in your opinion, it, it has weight. Mm-hmm. A thousand followers is better than 50,000 followers that are ghosts and they barely give a, sh- you know, a shit what mm-hmm. you're telling them. They don't even remember why they followed you. Exactly. Like I have like huge brands like Snap Wireless is one I'm, I'm working with where closing on a brand deal this afternoon Mm -hmm. they have several like they have a hundred and some thousand followers they have great engagement like I mean Mm -hmm. they're a big brand they're a huge like a hundred thousand some is that what you're saying I think it's a hundred and twelve thousand something like that like Instagram followers right when you you said like a hundred some I was like probably clarify yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just pictured like that little 120 and then the K next to it in my head right Right. but no like they're a big brand they Mm -hmm. they service people internationally Mm -hmm. and they're working with me at you know 4,500 something Mm -hmm. not because I am the you know blue check mark guy or the Mm -hmm. the chick that's got 12,000 followers you know but they're working with me because my content our brands are they align well Mm -hmm. I provide good services to my audience like good information quality information Mm -hmm. I don't recommend bullshit and they know that and they want their product to obviously have an impact and my audience Mm -hmm. is going to when I recommend that because I have already gotten the product I've looked at it I've I've seen their like mission statement all their stuff Mm -hmm. is you know fair trade you know as eco-friendly as possible that's very important to me Mm -hmm. and it's like being aware of those things and understanding that like hey yeah I could take the you know $500 buyout from some company to promote their plastic straws or whatever right Mm -hmm. just for a quick turnaround cash but that's just gonna seem artificial Mm -hmm. and in the long term that's not what's beneficial to you you know yeah it's only gonna hurt you um so how like how did the the snap wireless thing come to be and and the question also as like an elaboration is basically I'm trying to find out like how like how many brands in a year about do you work with or in this past year because it's probably your best year i'd imagine um and then like and this is just like to paint a picture for someone who's like how do you get to talk to businesses like if you could just like what's your process on either being discovered by or like cold like getting in contact with 
So I guess that, that kind of stems into two, like two facets, I guess. Uh, when I started out, and I still do this a little bit now, but mm-hmm. when I first started out, it was all cold calling. I literally walked up and down streets mm-hmm. of like the downtown areas and walked into businesses that I thought resonated with my brand mm-hmm. in some way or fashion, right? Mm-hmm. And I just talked to them, cold called and pitched them, self pitched them, whatever I could. Mm-hmm. I did everything and anything I possibly could to get my name out there. I, I would, you know, go to events and just film it and then hand them like a small little edit the next day and be like, hey, here's an edit free for you guys, just put my name out there, mm-hmm. you know? And it was all about that that hustle, right? That mm-hmm. grind. And it's still all about that hustle, that grind. And that's mm-hmm. like my some of my biggest clients like to this day that are reoccurring, you know, annual mm-hmm. clients are from that that hustle. That mm-hmm. like getting out there and being personal and talking. Because you can't make it in this in this you know industry anymore mm-hmm. if you're just an artist or you're just good at creating. You need to be able to sell yourself mm-hmm. and, and really provide something that is beyond beyond what beyond the service. Yeah, no. That's brand. That's literally what brand is. It's like if you are a if you're a contractor and like you leave a gift basket when you're done and you you know like you come back clean up everything come back a month later and check everything like that's service beyond the sale that's brand right right 50 bucks in 20 minutes mm-hmm. no that I would, you know, provide all of that material to them. I would give it a Google Doc, uh, whatever, share, if they did a media sharing platform uh, on that too, a flash drive mm-hmm. with it on at the time, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. all these different ways it was right in their hand, you know, all mm-hmm. these different facets and reach at any time. That was huge. Yeah, that's smart. It's just a little thing. It's yeah. Just being creative. Yep. Doing something just a little bit extra that doesn't take much more time, but no one else is doing it because at the end of the day, they're just, they're lazy. Yeah. It's they're established. That's like, like we said earlier, comfort. Mm-hmm. It, it just breeds lazy. It breeds right. Unhappy. It's either it's either lazy or uninspiring. Yeah. Because if you're, and maybe what's the difference? I'm not sure. Uh, it sound it they kind of sounded. It sounds like there's something different. Though. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think one is a symptom. I think laziness is a symptom of being un- uninspired. And I think interestingly enough, like, um, <laughs> and we were talking about this. I think before we went on which is uh just the fact that like right now there's such a hunger for like living your dream and like doing something you actually want to do wow surprise that like you can make it or you can like you can make make it in the traditional sense meaning make a lot of money and like get a lot of attention by telling people how to make it um but uh but yeah i think i think it's like the one life thing. Like we really do have one life. And so, so as much as you could, if, if you are comfortable or you, or you consider yourself lazy, um, you're good. Sorry. So no, if you, if you do consider yourself, uh, lazy and you kind of defend that, that comfort and you're like, uh, well, I'm still happy or whatever. Um, I really do think it's an objective thing to say being inspired is better than not being inspired because like, I think that's why we're here to live your, like literally, like I think life is, uh, just a playground. Yeah. Like, yeah, I literally, yeah. I mean, we, you could get deeper into like Carl Jung or like how like the world is basically made from our subconscious, but like. 
I don't know. We're here to live it up and experience things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I do now is a lot more uh, brands will come to me, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess how I stem that connection from brands now that I now that I have I'm a little bit more established. I have the mm-hmm. audience. I have the the consistent content. You know, every day to Instagram. I haven't missed mm-hmm. a post in like months. Mm-hmm. But you post every single day you possibly can, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think where it comes from is my use of of hashtags that are very specific mm-hmm. to every single post. And then posting them as a comment and not actually in the bio, very, very important little mm-hmm. tidbit. Um, also using geotags. Mm-hmm. Never post a photo without a relative geotag, like a, a really, truly relative geotag. Um, stories, incredibly underused, underestimated tool mm-hmm. on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, anything. Mm-hmm. They are, I, I would argue to say, even more important than posting every day on your feed just because the convenience of them, mm-hmm. the authenticity of that behind the scene feeling of, hey, this is my life, how it is. You see the final product always on the Instagram feed, but now today you get to see my shoot and then guess what, the next day that you post a picture from that shoot, mm-hmm. also you have that emotional connection because that's what it's about, right? I it's saw that, too, yeah. Right, like, like mm-hmm. even yesterday, I was out shooting with my cousins and we were doing a, for, you know, it was National Cousins Day yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, today I'll post a picture from that shoot. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, that's that's really good storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, the, those who saw that are gonna more, more than likely see the post today, and they're mm-hmm. gonna see that you know, I'm promoting it again on my story. Like, hey, just post it, comment this, and talk, have a conversation. That right. insight to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. But the more you get people to resonate with you mm-hmm. and identify you, and like, I want all my followers. Like, I talk to them like they're a real person because they are, right? Mm-hmm. And I talk to them like they're right in front of me, like you and me are right now. Mm-hmm. And having that creates that brand recognition that everyone needs and wants mm-hmm. right? and you so and you would say that that stuff has led to people reaching out to oh, you 100% I that's mean, awesome 100% I know just from my I mean, analytics but even just asking them mm-hmm. how did you find me yeah like how did how did you get a hold of me how did mm-hmm. you find me how did, how did you reach this and if you have an Instagram account and you're trying to be like a photographer videographer a blogger or whatever whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you know and then you don't have don't put your cell phone unless you take one but yeah <laughs> in my opinion I don't play so but like if you don't have the email button set up and you don't have the direct message button um, super like ready to go and you're mm-hmm. not checking the DMs or your emails every day, mm-hmm. you're going to miss out on so many opportunities even if you're doing all the marketing and everything, right? Because right. Yeah, you got to be in it. You can't. Yeah. yeah. Also, check your spam. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I, noticed, I like, never you check get my spam. A lot of spam, you know, but I also have gotten a lot of clients that email me, and for some reason or another, my email just thinks it's spam. Really? Yeah, like like Snap Wireless that showed up as a spam email. Really? Like a legitimate email from a real person. It wasn't one of those automated like, hey guys, want a hundred free followers? You know, yeah. One of those bullshit things. No, yeah. It was like a real person like talking wow. to me, and it was like I so I don't. You got me nervous. I'm right? like, fuck. What have I missed? <laughs> I'll look. I'll look later. Damn. And it's scary, right? Yeah. I wonder how many I consistently miss because they just think there's, I think there's, even when I look, like, I'm like, I'm just, yeah, nice. What, you had mentioned your uh, message earlier. Like, what is that? How do you synthesize that? Like, what's your message on social? Oh, my message on social? So I guess, like, what do I, yeah, what's your philosophy? philosophy? My philosophy is to tell the life around me 
through my vision, I guess, right? And to try to get people to connect with what I'm doing and inspire, maybe go outside or go out, you know, and adventure, mm -hmm. right? Go out and experience more of the world. Uh, mm -hmm. Like we talked about earlier, that stemmed from my, my experience in Green Bay where people are just too content here. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with Green Bay. I mm -hmm. love Green Bay. Like, I still come back consistently. Like, my family's here, you know, and that's mm -hmm. the thing. Like, I, we're like five generations of Green Bay, mm -hmm. you know? Like, mm -hmm. that's just what it is. The Bay Area, and in general, like that's awesome, really cool thing. But there's so much out in the world to mm -hmm. learn, and that it's just so incredible and things to see. And it's just like mm -hmm. for some reason, I feel like my childhood growing up, that stuff was kind of lost to me. Mm -hmm. And through some miracle, I was able to discover it in part to internet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, just, mm -hmm. But yeah, I guess to inspire that and to get people out there and then to nice. show them what I do and how I do it. You know, that's dope. I think uh, like the reason I had you on too is because. Like I knew, I knew you weren't staying in Green Bay. Like I think you were already posting a lot about the UP and stuff. Yeah. Um, but also, like I plan on growing beyond Green Bay. Like, um, well, I'm from Appleton, but same. It's the yeah, same. It's all, it's all the same region. Right. Right. Um, but that's why I want to have you on, and that's why I want to have more people like you on because I know, um, like I know you're gonna go out and. And like, I really hope you make it. Like I, I see your tenacity and like the potential. So I just think it's like, my goal is how can, cause everyone wants to leave this area for a good reason. Like they want to go to, if they're, if they're a little, they don't want to go too far. They go Minneapolis, Chicago. And if they're like completely over it, they want to go to California, like the coast yeah, or somewhere different, uh, or Nashville or Denver. Um, so I want to find I want to find the people with promise before they leave, yeah. so that there's just like this little tribe of like, oh yeah, like people with roots in this area, and then kind of watch watch as we grow, kind of thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think this will be a cool That's thing to look back on. Because I I had heard of you briefly from uh, uh, someone I worked with uh, Asia from Studio Shampoo. I don't know. Oh yeah. Yeah. She had just mentioned you like briefly about it and kind of then I checked you out just briefly like yeah. months ago. And then you invested me. I was like, okay. And then I really got like looking into it and like what you were doing. I was like, mm -hmm. okay, this is great. This is something like this area is needed because I've mm -hmm. met a lot of really motivated individuals and creatives and mm -hmm. you know, people like us that, that come from that same cloth that are here. Right. Just like you said, feel stuck. They don't know what to do. They don't know mm -hmm. how to push forward. They don't know who to, what, talk, to, yeah, who to talk to, where to start. To. Exactly. Yeah. And I guess honestly, if I can give any advice on how to start, mm -hmm. if you have any idea you think for any reason, any small inclination, you want to do it, mm -hmm. don't wait for the perfect moment because that moment's never going to fucking come. Right. You got to make, <laughs> you got to make a thousand micro okay moments to make like one opportunity mm -hmm. to seize everything you ever wanted. That's <laughs> yeah. That's so true though. Like it's, it really isn't going to happen unless you're like, yeah, it just doesn't. It literally doesn't. Yeah. Like I was going to say, unless you're like Roy Purdy or something, cause we were talking about him earlier, but he literally like, um, there's like, there's a series that's like before they were famous, it's on YouTube. And, um, when I was first looking into Roy, when I was doing this, I was looking like, who are the people that are doing big things that are from Wisconsin? Cause like, hopefully those are people I can draw upon like when venture Wisconsin's bigger or like as the, the idea expands. Having that home-based community you're talking about, I really like that vision. Mm -hmm. I think 
like what you do, or like what you know a lot of us content creators do, mm-hmm. is the reason like you you find success in this industry is when you don't focus on yourself or on what you can get out of it, but mm-hmm. instead focus on what you can provide to others, like giving that service, giving that inspiration, giving that outlet, giving like, for sure, giving you know people something to do, and that community of creators or individuals that are interested in, in mm-hmm. doing things and doing more than just sitting on the phone, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Everything I like. The cool opportunity about this area, and I'm sure um, you've seen it, is just like the the people are here are on the internet. It's not like they're anti-internet, but the businesses around it are too conservative to like want to hop all in, you know. So the it's like just the same way that there's enough here. It means that there's there's a lot of just like established people. There's a lot of radio personalities. There's a lot of TV personalities that are local and they're just like not using the internet. So I see my role as like, how can I just like connect all these people and like empower them and I'll like, I'll put you on the internet and I'll make it like how it's supposed to be formatted. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, um, when you were working at the Meyer, did you ever come across Frank Herman's the let me be Frank productions? Okay. Um, no, I mean, I didn't do any work with him before. Sure. Yeah, so, like, he's an example. Like, he's got, like, a show on, on like, channel something news. And uh, I think it's five. And, um, but it's, like, so now I'm working with a client, like, a cryotherapy business to make, like, uh, a video series for the internet. You know, it's, like, um like it's going to be called the cold hard truth so it's like you have three minutes because that's cryotherapy session um that'd be a fun vlog i don't know if you've ever done cryo or not um first time's free at i'll connect you with lane yeah um cryotherapy of wisconsin is the business but uh but yeah, you have th- th- cryotherapies. You like you're freezing your ass off. It's like negative two hundred some degrees, um, but it's only three minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what can you do in three minutes? Like you could probably tell a good story. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll see how. Hopefully, it's entertaining. Um, but yeah, just uh, just leveraging. I don't exactly remember where that's bird from, but leveraging. Um, what you have to make something new. Oh yeah, empowering other people rather than focusing on empowering yourself. That's where that came from. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. When you mm-hmm. empower other people and focus on others, you inherently empower yourself. Right. That's just how it is. Reciprocity is like a natural law for sure. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. the universe works and however it works, right? Mm-hmm. However it does, mm-hmm. it definitely stems when you start with other people. For sure. You got to float at Float Light too. You gotta float. You have you have to float. That'll be a good vlog. Oh, float! Oh, like down a river, like a river float. Nope, like? like sensory deprivation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right down the street. Really? Yeah, I'll connect you with John. Yeah. That's what happens. The hustle, man. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. Like thrive on here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you heard of? No, we'll talk about that. But or yeah, we Have you heard of uh, Shampoo Studios? What Asia? And oh yeah. Um. Okay. So, cause that's her last name. 
Her last name is Shampoyat. So they so that's a really cool thing they have going on there. So like something that Green Bay has been lacking is mm-hmm. an artist like a collaborative uh, studio space, right? In Green Bay, they have some things that are set up like this, but these aren't super accessible to mm-hmm. the micro artists, like mm-hmm. the, the indie artists, the startup artists. You know, someone that's mm-hmm. really at like the high, like what I was in high school. You know, mm-hmm. not a lot of money, not great gear, but just a, a vision, hunger. yeah, mm-hmm. a vision and a hunger. Right? Mm-hmm. There's, just, there's not a whole lot of accessibility because schools don't cater to the arts like they should. Right? Mm-hmm. So there isn't that. So what they're doing is they, she has, uh, she lives on Shampoo Road, one of the oldest roads in Green Bay. Her family's been there since the conception. They were one of the, like, the founding families of the entire like, area. city of Green yeah, Bay. Green Bay was like one of the first cities in Wisconsin, yeah, exactly. if not the first. I think it, I think it's I think the it first. was Milwaukee, wasn't it? Well, well it was Green Bay, probably, Nick I guess, Clay, yeah. yeah, John Nicolay, yeah. Um, <laughs> I did like a little nature series. Have you ever seen the nature walk? Like, that's pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. I did like a little play on that. Featured, like I was like, how do I promote outdoor places? Rather than like, I mean, you could do like a cinematic on it. You could just do like a vlog style thing. I just did like a nature walk parody basically. And um, I made fun of John. I was like, he's he's the first white person to discover people <laughs> in Wisconsin. Therefore he discovered Wisconsin. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Green Bay was the first settlement. I don't know if it was the first city, yeah. but anyway, yeah. so, so, so Asia. Their house is like, I mean, like at least a hundred cool it's really old mm. and it's been like redone and remodeled but they took a, one of this big open like sunroom area that they had and they mm-hmm. kind of converted into like a, a makeshift indie you know studio now granted it's not like a professional studio there's no great lighting you know you have to bring your mm-hmm. lighting all this stuff but it's it's something mm-hmm. and it's a place to meet others and collaborate you know they threw their big release event uh, I vlogged that and that's up cool. on, on my YouTube channel if you want to check that out mm-hmm. you know awesome stuff lots of creatives they have live bands that they do for certain events they'll come in like local artists um and it's just like, one, it's a great place to network, but two, it, it provides something for the community that they haven't mm-hmm. like, had. And I think it's something I'm just proud to be able to have helped in whatever way I could have, mm-hmm. you know, in its conception. And I think, yeah, if you ever are looking for someone to bring on, I think Asia would be a, a great, you know. The, I will for sure. So the Asia thing, that's actually like an example, an example of like a micro fail on like my end, um, which I still think like this will pan out. Uh, eventually but I we have like four main series video series we have our live show we have our local showcase um, which is like an in-depth storytelling which I definitely relate with you on like the being able to tell someone's story it's Camille's Choice which we talked about the restaurant thing and then we feature new businesses we tried to add another which is called dope experiences where we followed we followed people as they tried something for the first time. So like we did Edge VR Arcade in Green Bay, and we did, which would be another probably cool vlog. Um, and we did uh, um, an escape room in Oshkosh. Oh, yeah. And so I initially reached out to three people just to make sure that I had people ready to do it mm-hmm. before I went and asked these businesses like if they would um, like pay me to make this video, you know what I mean? So, um, Asia was like the, like, I was just, I had them all fill out a questionnaire of like experiences they've done already, experiences they haven't, experiences they would like to. And so I was just picking who would be the best at each step along the way, um, best suited for each experience. And she just happened to be the third in line. And I only was able to make two happen so far. So it's like, um, and I had actually offered to compensate her 
I had offered to compensate the first three people. And then my assumption was, was that from then on, it would become like I could showcase the results and people would be willing to do it for free. Um, so, so yeah, I got like a, she's got like an agent or something that I was working through. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if she still does that or. uh, yeah, I've, yeah, I've had some talks with him. He's, uh, that's talk for another time. But yeah. Yeah, I mean. It, I, it's what it is. It's like, yeah. Anytime. She, you know, she yeah. I remember we, we talked super briefly about it, but she had nothing but good stuff to say. Um, mm-hmm. Cool. I just, I, I think the only thing she just said, like, something with her agent and it just had lost touch. And, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. part of that was just, she was very into it and talking, but mm-hmm. then the agent was kind of upset that she was, so then took it over and then monitored it. I don't know. Gotcha. But whatever happened, happened. And um, yeah, but she's kind of backing away from that more and doing a lot more on her own, especially with her studio company starting up and everything. And someone's, someone's on their way over. <laughs> um, mate, I'm going to, can we pause real quick for a second? Yeah. I'm go to the bathroom so bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. I drank way too much coffee. I am not going to pause it yet. I'll just cut it out later. So I might not even cut it out. I'm not sure. Um, Elijah Dirks, um, he's on Instagram and YouTube are his biggest platforms. Very cool guy. Um, he came down from Green Bay and this is our first ever podcast without the live show. So normally every Monday night, 5.30 p.m. we do the But Why Not? live show which we then take the audio and make a podcast i just wanted to do more than one a week because one a week lets you do 50 episodes a year uh if you yeah 50 on average so i was like let's let's there's more people to be talked to um and like creatives like elijah are often leaving northeast wisconsin for something different for a scene that more uh, resonates with them. So I just really wanted to um, to talk to more people and really open up the podcast. I'm gonna let him in now. All right, but yeah, so um, yeah, I would be happy to have her on. I would hope that would like, I hope she wouldn't, um, that she'd be content with that. Like, because the dope experiences thing didn't pan out the way, and it might, it could still potentially pan out. I just, um, you just gotta, some like, that's why I call it a micro fail. And like, I think it's really funny because no one offers context to failure. So like, it's been, it's become really popular to be like, failure is really important. Like you need to fail. And like, I think a lot of people are like, to what degree? Like, do I need to go bankrupt? Do I need to lose my family? Do I need to lose my house? Do I need to like literally open up a business and two years later close it and then open up a new one? Like what are the failures? And like, um, I've actually noticed uh, Gary V offering like just a little insight into what that actually means to him and like he says like he'll have like these ideas that he starts to like go down that path like he'll make the emails he'll he'll start the ball rolling and then like it just it's like we're just not going to do that idea it's just too much work we need to be doing more of this thing that's working anyways 
Um, so like to me, that's a good example with, with Asia of like micro failure. It's like, I just need to readjust our focus and, Failure, micro failure, um, sticking to what works. But also, it was, uh, what was it? No, that's okay. Um, does it have to do with content? Yeah, that's fine. No, you're good. Um, okay, so how can people like work with you? How can people? Yeah. Talk about doing some stuff. Yeah. Okay. So basically, you can reach me, guys, uh, at my Instagram, which is Elijah Dirks. That's underscore, which is E L I J A H D E R C K S underscore. You can reach me there. My email and all contact information is there. I do great uh, DMs. That's also my Facebook, my Twitter handle, and my YouTube. Nice. Uh, feel free to check me out. I post every single day of the week to mm-hmm. Instagram, telling my story, how I'm doing mm-hmm. my life, what I'm doing in my life, my lifestyle photography, and then I post uh, four times a week. And my schedule starts officially August 26th for verse four, which is the release of my newest, I guess, season you'd call it. Uh, does, does that mean you started right around August 26th? Yeah, so every year I've kind of started at the beginning of whatever calendar school year I was involved in at mm-hmm. the time, just starting from high school and spawning from that like mm-hmm. inception. And the past three years have been started uh, either August, tw- between the 20th and like the last day of August, mm-hmm. which is kind of where I've been starting it every year um yeah so like sunday we'll be filming a vlog along with in the morning starting with a podcast we'll be starting up in august which i'm mm-hmm. very excited about this this podcast alone gave me a lot of insight on just how things kind of operate mm-hmm. um, monday we will be filming a vlog that will be released on wednesday so our posting schedule will be monday wednesday friday and saturday guys and each vlog will have a special type of theme to it you know the, the monday will have a kind of an adventure slash podcast theme to it is this is this uh will you ever have guests or is this more of a like um our take on like your my life and business and yeah, different so things for the po- podcast mm-hmm. yeah so the podcast we will be having like certain guests on and like mm-hmm. different uh individuals that are working on stuff that you know local areas or other people that are just creatives content that kind of stuff but i guess the the target like the main goal of my podcast will be just to kind of degress that whole week's uh vlogs right Mm. so we'll kind of break down what went on that week kind of behind the scenes how it was for us beyond the camera and what you saw Mm. you know i mean that kind of like that we'll talk about things that we did that week or touch base on you know certain topics or like when there was just a crazy thing that happened with one of the characters in my videos we'll we'll just make Mm -hmm. we'll make fun of nice um and good fun I, I wanted to ask you, since you're so young, um, and it seems like you're most often working like anywhere from like 12 to 15, 16 a day, most often, do you have any like art forms or creative endeavors that you're not doing at all right now that you want to someday try? Yeah, yeah, I would say, um, so one of those things is always like the fashion thing that I guess I find myself not really doing as much as I'd like to or used to is uh, like drawing, sketching, and myself uh, tattoo design. I used to do a lot of tattoo design, but I, I just don't have time for that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, along with uh, kind of working more with graphic design as well. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I know enough to be to be deadly, but I don't know enough to be efficient. So sure. But those are all things like in time, you know, when there's mm-hmm. different avenues, there's moments, you know, and I, the larger that I can build my team and, you know, move on, the more I can 
focus on kind of the, the meat of every single topic and then the nitty gritty can be overtaken, right? That's mm -hmm. kind of like the goal. Like right now I have uh, an amazing uh, guy working with me. He does a lot of my editing and helps me with the, the vlogging. He's a good friend of mine too. Uh, and, and that's the other thing too, like everything that I have right now is been from hard work, but I express this like, and I express how this is. I recommend highly that if I didn't make the decisions in my life to avoid certain situations, certain people, and to make sure I surround myself with those individuals who are one motivated, mm -hmm. they're driven, they are inspiring. Every conversation is is something of value. We have mm -hmm. real deep moments. Like having a smaller, more secluded group of individuals around you mm -hmm. is better than you know being a fan favorite of everyone that's within a hundred miles. You mm -hmm. know, definitely. It's just the growth that I saw even in the past year alone is really the year I've taken that super serious and really narrowed down to like those individuals not saying you have to be mean and tell people no. no it's just saying like you drift away a little bit and you mm -hmm. focus more on those individuals that you're that you're both gaining a true perspective on life with yeah yeah I agree completely this is something I think about all the time I thought about it in depth as I was going to bed last night like and and the question really is is like um who do you cut out? How? That to me, that's the biggest question, at least. Like once you realize that, like yes, it's important. Um, that the next question is like, what does that actually look like? And I think you're right. It's like, yeah, well, yeah. It's just you do drift. You you have to like. It doesn't even have to be calculated, but you just don't put in the effort when you know when. If there's people in your life, when you get together you will you don't put in effort when you're with them why are you putting in effort to like get into that situation that's like that's my that was literally my realization yesterday yeah, that's what you're saying, yeah. yeah like i because i've been thinking about the five people you're selling yourself with um and like i doubt i doubt my family will ever hear this maybe my little brother that helps me uh um produce the the live show but um, like I love my family. They're my favorite people. And like, I have a huge family, but like, I don't know. I've been thinking like, I, I don't want to just like move away if I don't like, I'm like venture Wisconsin is Northeast Wisconsin. So I'm not going to like run away, but it's like, I literally just have to like, like I have to go to my parents less yeah. and like, that's a thing. And some people won't like, won't accept that or like, won't, won't do that to like make their life better and it's like and I think the key thing for you know what I've I've really kind of been able to I guess narrow this I've done or figure out what I need to do or what I mm -hmm. should do right is the minute that I do something more than once and it feels like an obligation mm -hmm. that's what I need to really really evaluate that situation like there were friends that I hung out with from high school whenever I came back or whenever I was around or mm -hmm. whatever right that I solely hung out with because I felt some type of obligation to hang out with them mm -hmm. for no other reason than I knew them in high school mm -hmm. and the circle the, the world is so much bigger than the people you were forced to be friends with in high school not mm -hmm. saying you can't make and have incredible inspiring friends I have my best friend for six years now incredible incredible man super super you know inspirational you know mm -hmm. supports me and he's an incredible like huge influence in my life right men in high school like that's just a stroke of luck mm -hmm. right because why are you there? You're not there for a shared interest. Exactly. You're there because you have to. Exactly. That's so funny that you said that, dude. Because literally what caused me to like question that again 
because I'm always questioning like, like who am I surrounding myself with? Um, especially after like a negative, like why'd I even do this? Um, and I was telling you before I had just gone with one of my best friends from high school and two other, um, friends from high school, uh, to a PAC show yesterday. And <laughs> like, basically like, I really do like all of them. And one of them is my best friend, like one of my best friends. Um, but we just don't have the same views. We don't have the same motivations and we don't, we're not interested in the same like goals and the same, uh, even the same art forms. We're not even interested in the same creators, the same, you know? Um, so after about like three hours of just like not connecting, basically, I've literally found myself like, <laughs> like doing everything in my power to like, uh, diverge from what they were doing. So like, um, randomly one of them like shot across the street, like jaywalk style. Mm. And just like as, on our way back to the car, I literally like my body was like pulling me toward the crosswalk just to be different from them. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and normally I jaywalk. Normally I would just jet like I, on my own, I would jaywalk, but because they were jaywalking, I was like, I need to use the crosswalk. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tried to learn and do more. Whenever I have that feeling, like your body knows, like your body, your subconscious, whatever, it knows what it needs, mm -hmm. it knows what it wants. If you just can learn to tap in and listen to that, listen to that. Like, For sure. That. Because it's 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 like instinct, right? And instinct mm -hmm. never is wrong. Mm -hmm. Like straight up. I mean, that's why you know so many animals do incredibly well in nature. You know? Yeah. Instant, and it's we for some reason as a you know species decided. Fucking, you know, fuck instinct. Let's well, just do it our brains, you know I mean? So weirdly enough, like if we were to go into like the science of why that is, um, so like our, what, <laughs> like what gives us the ability to logic, <laughs> to logic, it's like the, the bigger, or the cortex, the big part of our brain. Um, like the instinct is like the, it's like the reptile brain underneath that. So like, like your gut literally like your fight flight fuck whatever the yeah, fourth yeah. f is um like yeah like that's literally that's literally like like we have the power we have the tool to like to bring that into question mm -hmm. and like that's a blessing and a curse yeah. because it removes it like doesn't make it immediately obvious to us how to tap into that. And like when you can tap into all three, like your gut, your brain, like, and your heart, that's when you can really like go places. Right. If you believe in, if you believe in uh, faith that way, um, which I don't know. I mean, I like I so I sometimes believe that like because there's some like pretty woo woo new age stuff about like that you have this like like you have a higher self in like some spiritual plane that like more or less like that's like your your guardian angel is really like you like your higher self that like that's your gut feeling that's so like when you the only way you like the way you truly tap into the higher self though is like through the heart apparently. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a very versed in that stuff. I just that's yeah. I guess I just 
I'm, yeah, like a, a pra- you know, it's practicing. Like mm-hmm. For me, like just kind of when I feel something's right, mm-hmm. I try it. You know? mm-hmm. For right, sure. Well, that's what I'm talking about earlier. Like earlier, when we were talking about like going after something, this relates to this too. Mm-hmm. Like if you have something you want to do, just an inkling, go at it and, and trying it. And like the whole thing with Gary Vee and like what they always talk about too is like, yeah, I mean, I have an idea. I write some stuff down. I get some emails put together. I put it into motion. Get that ball just rolling. Maybe mm-hmm. that ball hits a wall and it's done. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Maybe one of them takes off. You know, who knows? He was like, like the thing he did with his shoes, right? And he's mm-hmm. like, that was a, a win-win. He's like, if I make the shoe and it's successful, it sells, it's a great accomplish, that's awesome, I have a shoe brand. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, it fails, I still get publicity and I got you know uh, some type of knowledge and, and there's success in, in, like you said, failure too. Like there's mm-hmm. success in, in like learning in that process. Mm-hmm. He said, the worst thing that comes out of it is my buddies, you know, who the fuck do you think you are to have your own shoe brand? You know, that's right. like the worst thing. And then that's just more fun times with your friends. You know, that's like, right. I mean, at the end of the day, like, even if you fail at something, I have failed at a million and one things. Mm-hmm. But every single success makes it always worth it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing too. Like, what is the you know standard of failure? And you can go. Your first idea can be a huge success. Mm-hmm. You're, you or you be you know Colonel Sanders and your you know millionth idea when you're 80 is successful. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's true. Just like, yeah. Now that we're talking about it, it really wouldn't be that fun to like put out the most popular thing every time no, no, right? I don't think so it, it wouldn't be fun and I feel like it would be soul sucking yeah it really would. I, I guess that's why that's probably where like like my YouTube grows very organically and very consistently like with my posting like the more I post and about stuff that's really genuine and like, like I, whenever I post it's genuine it's real and I'm telling you guys what you know is legit. Mm-hmm. and if there's like a trend that aligns with me and something I'm into then I'll totally like hop on that wave like we talked about earlier and just mm-hmm. ride it out but also like I'm not gonna just hop on whatever meme's super popular like I'm not I'm not into this Area 51 thing <laughs> yeah go talk about Area 51 right I was talking about Area 51 but it's like you know what I mean like, yeah it's stuff like that that's just these fad stuff that people who don't really give a shit they're just hopping on to get more followers to get more attention it's like right okay it's true yeah but what but then what are you are you right. a creator or are you just Right. Yeah. If you can't see, if you can't see the, the path they're walking down. Yeah. You gotta be like, like what happens if there's nothing to talk about, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like to what extent do you, uh, to what extent do you do anything? Well, also it's a loose way of going about things. People don't like things that are too loose because you know that the second that they get offered and, to promote plastic straws they're in you know what i mean so yeah do do you see trump's plastic straw oh yeah (laughs) oh my my. yeah i thought that was funny yeah it was funny i mean normally i I just i try to stay away yeah same i don't uh i don't believe in either party so i feel like a happy medium like i really resonated with what you said too like I am conservative and frugal in my financials mm-hmm. and how I believe business operate, and that's because you know I'm in like you are in the heart of that. You have to be practical, or you're fucked. You have to understand like this is how business works, and like I would rather be in a free market like we are now than you know, something else. Yeah, I agree. And, but I also am very liberal with my thoughts. You know, as far as mm-hmm. my, you know, I, I've done brand deals with like Philly's blunt wraps. You know, I'm very mm-hmm. much open to like medicinal and recreational use of marijuana. That's mm-hmm. illegal where I, you know, I am. I'm setting up shop in Marquette, Michigan. So I'll have my studio. Or, well, I call it a studio, but it's really just like an office space. And uh, That's why you're in Marquette. 
Yep. <laughs> Is it? it? It's the weed. <laughs> like no, it's a beautiful area. Guy, and he makes uh, these really cool handcrafted um, like pipes and different accessories. It's like, yeah, like I, my audience, I know my audience, I know what they're into. And it's also like, that's what I'm doing too. In my life. That's mm-hmm. what I'm into. Like, I, I believe in certain things. And like, why, yeah, why divert, why diverge from that when it's you? Like, why hide it? Yeah. Like you said exactly. earlier. And like, mm-hmm. here's the thing. The re- when people really go wrong here and they have to do the you know, big apology or like they start, mm-hmm. you know, suffering, it's like when they sell their soul. When they say, sell their audience to someone else yeah. that they don't agree with, they don't align with if you. If you just totally put out content and everything that, if you just literally document your life, how it is in mm-hmm. the best possible like fashion i guess you can do it right mm-hmm. and you're honest with them and you're genuinely yourself and who you are mm-hmm. people will see that and then you can never really like yeah well people disagree with you do i get hate yeah who doesn't right you know but they know what i'm about and mm-hmm. they know i'm about it and they also know like brands know everyone knows like hey this is a hundred percent what he is he's a hundred percent out here mm-hmm. there's not gonna be some crazy tweet come out that i say something randomly whatever you know when i'm pissed off or whatever you know and there's mm-hmm. not gonna be a something from the past that's gonna come up and not relate to me now, or mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's what I am, people know it, mm-hmm. and that's why I get the brands that I work with, because they align with my brand, right, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with niching yourself. In fact, I recommend to niche yourself, because the more niche you are, that's how you survive in this market. Mm-hmm. Because you need to provide, like, what you're doing. This is this is a niche thing that For you sure. need it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's Discover Wisconsin, but how helpful are those? Mm-hmm. Those are the big tourist attractions that pay the most money to get in there. Right. You're really providing a service that actually engages their audience with real, genuine things that are within an obtainable amount of like distance to go and experience. Like, right. Okay, but that was never in Green Bay. That was in Green Bay when I was, you know, starting out. If I had yep. this outlet, man, I would have had cooler vlogs. Right. Like, <laughs> I just I give you a list of like five. Yeah. At least five or six different kind con- you of know, things. Like yeah. this conversation alone. Yeah. I mean, I wrote down four things uh, while I was waiting, you know, waiting uh, to come in and talk just from your uh, Instagram page. Yeah, that's cool. And it's and like that's what's cool though, like right that connection and like guys, I guess to everyone listening, like when you're out there doing whatever you do, whatever it is, you know, content creation, art, whatever, uh, talk to people. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need to be people exactly what you're doing. Just mm-hmm. talk. And what is? I mean, what can possibly go wrong? Like he messaged me on Instagram, I believe, first, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what's the worst thing I could have said? Hey man, sorry, I don't want to do it. Right. Right? Or I would I would have survived. Yeah. You would yeah. Have right. And that's the whole thing though. Like, but you know, thankfully I, I really was about it. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, we have this great conversation, this like connection. And then, you know, we're both, you both, you help each other out. And like, that's always funny. I always forget that I have stuff to offer. Yeah. Like when I network, I forget that I have stuff to offer. Right. And then I realize like, oh wait, my circle or my whatever, whatever is, different than his mm-hmm. like you, you I don't know it's, it's, it's weird it's like I have to constantly remind myself like yeah I've got a, things to offer to definitely you know? it's a good lesson get out there connect add value don't be afraid that's the biggest thing fear yeah fear and then comfort man like, yeah 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 <laughs> for sure awesome um I have a phone call coming in soon so we'll uh we'll end it here Thank you, Elijah, so much for coming. It was a good talk. It was brilliant. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. For sure. Super excited to hear this. Thank you so much for listening. Please have yourself a great day. And I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. I have 
a bunch more coming in terms of catching up and then uh, I hope to cover some new territory uh, and I, I think this was my prediction earlier but my hope is by the end of the summer here 2021 I'll be all caught up and good things are gonna happen so super excited for that have a great one